0: There's a reason more pros choose Redneck Blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com.
1: Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, probably presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, Dave Thomas here with the Outdoor Podcast, Hunt camp, not Fish, uh, here with Tim tonight. Tim is finally back. You know, he's been off a couple of the shows, but uh, he's back. He's ready to rock. We got our friend Scotty Evans on here from Feathered and Antler Outdoors in Georgia. So we are talking outdoors. We're talking bow hunting. We are talking archery season, which is always hard when you have a pro shop, of course. And we're also going to talk some media tonight with Scotty about his media through Botox on his TikTok and or his Instagram now as well. So a lot to talk about tonight because when you're doing these things, I don't think people realize just how much work it is and how hard it is to do things like have a, a social media presence. Why you have a pro shop, especially in this, you know, fall season coming up real fast every year. It happens every year. So Scotty, number one, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate y'all having me, man.
0: Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Um, you know, Dave, I want to kick this off though by talking about something else real quick that I noticed is that those of you that are watching right now, you know, Scotty's on on camera with us here, and uh, you know, I got my name, Tim. We got Dave, but then then Scotty, Bull Boy, why not mm. Bull Man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded better on a hat. If we're being honest,
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well. It, it's awesome for you to join us tonight and yeah we got there's a lot of talking we can do man there's, there's a lot going on oh right yeah now, so
1: there's so many different topics here because i feel like this is like one of those pro shop series talks as well since he owns a pro shop so there's like a oh, lot no. to talk about i guess sky let's do this first why don't you just take us through you about your brands like the things you're doing and uh, let's start there so people get to understand who you guys are who you are and you know how 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 you fit in the archery industry
2: yeah so Um, we're family owned and operated. We do have a couple of people that work for us. Uh, we're probably one of the only, uh, retail stores in America that doesn't have job applications. Uh, we pretty much invite you to work for us. Basically we have to like you (laughs) or trust you, uh, so to speak in, uh, in order to get in here. Um, we've been in business going on eight years as far as from the retail side. Uh, we started, uh, in a smaller spot about, I don't know, 2,500 square foot. And uh, we didn't even start with uh, archery stuff off the rip. We actually started mainly with clothing. And then uh, we decided we wanted to dabble into the the archery side of things. And one thing led to another. Uh, One of your favorite brands was actually one of the first ones uh, we ever brought in, Bear Archery. Um, I was actually working for a television show at the time. And that was our bow sponsor. And that's what kind of, I was like, I I already had a relationship there. So I was like, I mean kind of feel bad you know shooting this bow for free and not carrying it in my shop and then was uh, was it the carnage at the time (laughs) uh it was the moment moment Ah, it was the moment and let me go ahead and tell you something as long as you didn't care about let off that was a great bow man i mean it it was awesome (laughs) i loved it um but yeah we moved into a little bit bigger spot uh just a few doors down from where we originally were our original building is actually an indoor archery range now um but we we grew out of that spot in like three years and uh you know now we're actually looking at potentially building a a, a, an actual another retail store that's you know going to be a forever home um but yeah i mean as far as brands um uh we've pretty much narrowed it down to two right now you know we're always in the market to bring something new something fresh um right now we've got a a prime g5 bows uh, and then we've got Bowtech, and of course we still got Bear Archery. Bear, Bear has been our longest-standing uh, bow brand. Um, and as far as attachments and broadheads and all that good jazz go, I mean, it, if it's a name brand, typically we carry it. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you walk in our shop, it's 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 not necessarily overwhelming, uh, but a, a very a very nice compliment we get is y'all have the right stuff. You know, you, you got you got the stuff that people usually want you know as long as they want to spend the money um and then of course we got more budget friendly stuff you know for your new guys we get a ton of new archers a lot of a lot of female archers too um, and a lot of that comes from the time we put in with these guys and girls just making sure they're comfortable with their purchase and making sure they have an idea of what they need to expect when they go home to sight their bow in and get reps in pretty much
0: i love that man yeah that family atmosphere you can really hear it when you talk about the store, which is awesome. But there's a lot of, you said something to me that, that, you know, I've always kind of wondered is like, you know, at a retail location, you only have so much space, right? So you have to pick and choose what products you're putting on the shelf. What does that process look like to you guys? Like, how do you decide what to go with? What is right for your consumers? What you want to put out in front of your consumers to purchase?
2: I'll give you a perfect example of that, Tim. Um, we we listen to what our customers want um when when if we have especially our hometown customers we're we're, on, we're right next to a major interstate so we get a lot of you know people from Florida South Carolina you know just people traveling in general um but our you know our five surrounding counties you know that's our bread and butter so we really listen to those guys and I, a perfect example going back to that is tethered saddles i have never carried a saddle brand in the like I said, going on eight years of business. Uh, mainly because I've never used one. And it's hard for me to, you know, sell something that I don't use. I can't explain it to a customer, but my goodness, those saddle guys are flipping crazy. But they know exactly what they want. And if you put those items in in your shop, you know, and not just, you know, tether specifically, but if when 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 you got a customer base that knows what they want. They're going to come in, they're going to buy it, and, you know, you're just going to keep reordering. I mean, I mean, Tethered is, you know, not a uh, – they're, they're a phenomenal brand. They've, uh, you know, b- built their brand up, do great marketing. Um, definitely not the most uh, inexpensive part about archery, but the guys that want to get into it, they know what they want. They're going to spend the money. And, you know, we we start off with a small order just to get our toes wet, see what happens. We've reordered three times in three months
0: wow wow yeah that's really good and you know that those tether those tethers have been and and just that genre in general um dave and i have talked about this now for going on probably about a year now you know we first started hearing more and more about that um maybe about 12 months ago and it feels like it just kind of blew up overnight like one of these viral things that like everybody's doing now
2: your public land hunters are where it's at for that kind of stuff um and you know in where I'm at in Georgia, which Georgia in general has a good bit of public land, honey. I mean, I live right next to a, uh, I think it's 30,000 acre uh, uh, wildlife management refuge. And, you know, if if you were that guy that wants to hike in two, three, four miles, a saddle makes sense. Because I used right. to hunt that same piece of property with a lock on an API back in the day. And, let me go ahead and, you, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I didn't kill many deer back there. And I'm happy about it because I don't know how I would have got them out, man
1: yeah
2: um but yeah that's i mean just listening to your your customer base i mean it's i it's like i tell my workers you know it's it's not about what you like it's about what the guy on the other side of the counter likes
1: right on. i remember that uh the apa was a big deal that Mm -hmm. the years that you're talking about and i remember that they had teeth on them like good teeth Mm -hmm. yeah i remember the summit didn't and they would slide and so like a lot like i had a summit climber that i had an apa climber or API climber. And, uh, it was like night and day. Like, I mean, just like I would go up three feet, slide down a foot on, in the summit <laughs> and that mm-hmm. one, I didn't slide at all. Yeah, I remember you... paying the money just because of that. I was like, I, I'm too, I got to get this as teeth, like actual teeth that can bite yeah. in, you know?
2: Yeah. You couldn't climb a uh, climb pine trees with the, with the summit. You, you That's slide over <laughs> like, why would
1: they sell it like that? You know, I find it odd that they used to sell it like that when you, it didn't work very well. You know, it's kind of scary. Uh,
0: they weren't listening to their customers. Well, I guess exactly. not. I don't know. <laughs> Man, but,
1: uh yeah, I mean that type of stuff. But you're right. I mean, you get these guys there that know what they're doing. They're gonna want a certain thing or whatever. I guess my question was gonna be earlier, and I forgot, and I just remembered. Sorry. Uh, when Here. you said Botec, are you? St- does that mean you're carrying Diamond as well?
2: Not yet. So we just we just started with Botec uh, about a year and a half ago. We kind of started mid season with them. Uh, so I wanted to see how they did, and I'm actually gonna be stocking the Diamond series uh, uh, during this ATA you know, year when, when we place all of our big orders. Uh, Cause I have gotten a lot of requests for it. Um, so we're, we're definitely going to bring them in, which I, I work on them every flipping day. Um, yeah. You know, I don't see a whole lot of issues, at least manufacturer wise from that particular line. So I don't see a reason not to carry it.
1: What is the, the reason I, was, I brought that up is, is talk about low cost solutions for consumers. And I know bear covers majority of that for you. Right. But what would be another option as far as would be like the Amplify? Would that be the lowest cost Bowtech solution to, to 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 people who are looking for you know money or save money? Um,
2: I would. So for me, the Amplify now it, it actually went in, went up in price this year. I mean, not dramatically, um, but it's it's for the package deal. I don't know about the bare bow. I think it's only like fifty dollars cheaper. But package deal, I want to say it retails for six seventy nine ninety nine. Um, so to me, that's more of a mid price range bow in my opinion. And then for example, like my species EV ready to hunt package deal. That's what I, that's what I usually tell people is a beginner or lower price point package deal bow for full 49. The diamonds, I want to say maybe one of the infinite edges. Cause they got a couple of them. I want to say they have some in that, um, you know, full 49, 499 price point. I could I could be mistaken. I haven't quite looked at them that close yet.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out how... I feel like the Altar and the amplifier are very similar.
2: I don't even know what the Altar is, honestly.
1: Yeah, is a $650 bow, package bow on Diamond. I, I, this is one of the bows we reviewed this year, and the Altar's a nice bow, $650, and then Bowtech has the Amplify, which mm-hmm. $650 as well, but I think it's a bare bow at $650. And mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah, they are different. They are a little different. I'm looking at them side by side real quick just to see, they do look a little different, but um, anyway, so basically your solution right now though is most likely bear archery then for people who are looking to save money. Right. Yeah. Cost.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sell a lot of species and a lot of cruiser G threes.
1: So let's talk about the species real quick. The EV, um, a bow that you you and I had talked about an idea I had, and I actually went through with this deal and started moving forward with uh, species EV, purchasing one to basically tear it apart, mess with it, uh, paint Mm -hmm. it, redo it. So my question is, uh, let's talk about disassembling this bow. Is it hard to break that bow down because it's a solo cam bow, like completely take it down, like take the cables and strings off?
2: No, I would say it's actually easier being a solo cam because you, so pretty much every solo cam bow on the market is going to be a three, uh, actually a two piece, uh, string and cable set because, technically your the string you draw back also acts as a bus cable because it's 63 inches or something like that um so you got one less one less uh, uh piece right there um and i mean as far as taking it apart you know popping the axle out and stuff like that and the shims that's no different than whether whether or not it was a a, a cam or not so that that's really about the same i, I would exactly. say it is
1: is that bow pressed, and then you is it you you lo- you would lower the weight of the bow all the way, and then bow press it, take the strings off, then slowly unpress it?
2: I've heard of people doing that in the past. I have honestly never done that uh, in my life. I've always just pressed the bow as it is. Um, now I don't know. Maybe certain bow press manufacturers, the way they press on the limbs, may suggest taking the poundage out a little bit. Uh, I know with the last chance archery, it doesn't matter what you put in there. So I just press it, take off, uh, take off the the strings from the cams or whatever, and uh, let it fold out and then do what I need to do.
1: I saw your press on one of your videos and it looks like you have like an automatic press, which is pretty sweet. Like, You like step on a button or something and it like automatically starts to press the bow. It was like amazing. Well, what is, that's the last chance or. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Last chance archer. They're actually 30 minutes from me in Pendergrass, Georgia. Um, So I don't have the foot pedal one. They do offer one that's a foot pedal and you press mine. Mine does. I have one with a motor where I just press the button and it uses and it closes it, opens it. And then I have a manual press, and the reason I leave it a manual press is it's got the spindle wheel. Uh, I yeah. have to physically, you know, you know like yeah. a, uh, I use that mainly for crossbows. And the reason I do that is because whenever I'm pressing or or uh, yeah, whenever I'm pressing a crossbow, I want to be able to listen to it. Uh, I want to be able to listen for any <laughs> tinks or cracks or anything because we we service a lot of crossbows and uh that's why i have a press just for that yeah um, Yeah. because i don't i want to be able to hear if i'm gonna <laughs> if i need to move my face away or not doesn't happen yeah. very often but it's happened enough to where uh pay attention <laughs> what are
1: some of the things like you know from a pro shop standpoint from a pro shop standpoint you are you are the first person that is involved with the consumer at all sorts of issues, right? Whether issue or what they're buying. So I guess, what are some things you can tell us about the market right now, what you're seeing? Like, are you seeing a, Are you seeing people are buying a specific brand a lot? Are you seeing people are spending X amount of dollars? Are you seeing like a lot of issues with this specific bow? Like, what are you actually seeing in the shop right now that maybe people don't realize or hear of?
2: I'll tell you what I see more than anything, Dave, is people buying something secondhand at a good price and not realizing what they did uh or what they bought um they a lot of times they'll buy it because of the name it's a name they've heard of their buddies shoot it maybe their dad shot it and actually i did a tiktok video about this not long ago about checking checking a mod specific and cam specific cams um i i I had a guy in here earlier had to break his heart he had a great deal on a uh I think it was a V three X, uh, which is a mod specific bow. And he, he wanted me to set it up. He saw my TikToks. I said, man, I'd love to, I'd love to set it up, but I'm not a Matthews dealer. I said, if you get the parts and bring it to me, I'll put them on, but I don't have them here.
1: Yeah.
2: As far as what people are spending, it's kind of wishy washy. Um, I, I would say that the guys who have been in archery for a little while, uh, they're still spending the money on the, uh, the higher end bows, the flagship bows, um, Uh, Or the guys that started last year with, you know, like a Species or or Amplify, those guys are starting to upgrade. Uh, Those guys are looking, you know, for now they're buy once, cry once bow, as I say. Um, So, I mean, really, there's really nothing that's not moving really good right now. The crossbow guys are starting to come out of the woodworks and, and, you know, compare Ravens and 10 points like they do every year and, you know, figure out what they want. Do you see that same see... sort of mentality
0: within the crossbow market of starting off cheap and then moving up the line?
2: It depends. Um, it, it, it honestly just depends on the individual. I mean, the, the same kind guy, guy that's going to, you know, buy a 10 point or a Raven for his first crossbow, he's probably rolling around in a, you know, Mercedes or something like that um, versus, you know, your stereotypical good old boy Hunter, you, you know, you nine to five guy. He's probably going to go with a Wicked Ridge, you know, maybe a six ninety nine package deal, or maybe if, if it is his first crossbow and he doesn't even know if he likes bow hunting or not, he's probably going to go with a full forty nine crossbow. What
1: about um, are you what what uh, are you carrying like um, Killer Instinct or Axe or any of those brands?
2: I'm not, no, yeah,
1: okay. Just curious. I was just curious. Those are like a little bit cheaper. Some, not all of them, but you know, some in there. I was just curious. Uh, right. What about Center Point?
2: Mm-mm,
1: nope,
2: I so just got. Raven. A, uh, well, I just got Raven Ten Point and Wicked Ridge. Okay, so and, that's right. and and going back to what we talked about earlier, I just started carrying Raven about a year and a half ago for the sheer fact that people just kept asking for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the best marketing all the time. I, they they insane, do. <laughs> if 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 you're on the outdoor channel and and you're a crossbow hunter, Ravens probably already got you on contract. <laughs> it's funny to me
1: though, that it, to me, I feel like, and I, I love Raven. I'm not digging on them here by any means, but ever since they were acquired, it's a different company now. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's gonna catch up to them at some point, and then people will realize that 10 point is the the main guy in the industry when it comes to crossbow. I just I feel that way because 10 point is a tried and true American brand that's making these in Ohio, warranties them, stands behind them and i'm not I'm not buying or selling for ten point. I'm just saying when you look at Ten point, they're literally one of the only companies who are American made right there in Ohio that are quality and like, you know, that's all they do. It's this crossbow. They don't do like air guns or all this other stuff exactly. that Raven does, right? It's specifically right.
0: they're very crossbows. focused. yeah, they're right. very focused. They have a wide range, right? They're I'm not sure you can
1: beat range. them though, if I'm being honest. If you look at all the brands that do crossbows, I can't think of a single brand that would be a better brand overall.
2: They've got the points. fastest crossbow on the market. They've got the safest cocking device with, and, and not just on, on their 10 points on their wicked ridges too. The, the AccuDraw they,
0: is what you're talking about?
2: The, the, the AccuDraw decock and the yeah. AccuSlide. Uh, you know, they both have a braking system while you're cocking it and decocking it.
0: Right on.
2: Um, I mean, I'll be, and every time somebody comes in to purchase a 10 point, And as long as they've already made up their mind, like, "Hey, I want a ten point. Just need to figure out which one. You know, do I want a siege or turbo? What?" I'll put whatever they want in front of them, and I'll look them dead in the eyes, and I'll tell them, "I'm a service center. So if something happens, I can fix it." But I will tell you, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, when I have issues with these, it is operator error, and and you know, I get it. These (laughs) these guys, you know, they just buy they buy a super nice crossbow. They get excited. And yeah. Yeah. They get excited These guys
1: have broken so many here this user error every time. Not
0: my fault. Not <laughs> my like fault. slow
1: down. Don't cock anything till we know how to cock it. Don't do anything. Stop Okay, lying. so here's my thing. So, many
0: times. <laughs> so let me let me run this by you Scotty. So there was one incident, I'm not going to name brands or anything like that, that we were cocking this crossbow on and we overcocked it. Mm-hmm. right so we overcocked the crossbow wouldn't lock into place um wouldn't do anything wouldn't wouldn't set the firing pin wouldn't and, and we're trying to unwind it we end up folding the butt stock over in half because we ended up over 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 cocking it too much now here's my thing here's my thing hear me out this bow no, was... it's not
1: like that this we took boat, we took the stock apart to try to get to the mechanism. That's why it folded over. Right. Yeah. We tried
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: not yeah. not the fold. I know tried back. to no fix it ourselves.
0: Didn't <laughs> work. We ended up wrecking the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing.
1: I got to make that call too. I got to call. Thousand
0: dollars to buy. It shouldn't do that. It, it costed how much? It, that at the price point on this thing was near two thousand. It uh-huh. shouldn't do that. That's my opinion.
1: It shouldn't have as much user error. I, I nice
0: shouldn't. Thing. You shouldn't have user error on a two thousand dollar crossbow for certain things. Certain things. Like I, it should just it should just
1: keep going where you can't do anything. Just yeah. you know, clicks or right. something to 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 fix any sort of user error. But again, Tim, yeah. the tech isn't there to do what you're saying. I don't think yet. At least,
2: I you know, getting there. it's
0: an evolution. I get it. I so- like hey.
2: I, go ahead. Sorry, Scotty. Go ahead. No, you good? So, there. I'm really hoping they do get a simpler, more user friendly, uh, sequence to operate the AccuSlide. Yeah, I, I, I really, truthfully do. I think once, once uh, Raven came out with the uh, 500, what was that a year, two years ago? Yeah. TenPoint wasn't focused on, you know upgrading their accu slide they're like oh no we got we got to show them who's daddy so then they come out with a 505 that's what yeah. they were chasing for the past year or so so i'm hoping that you know i mean because good lord how much faster do we need them i mean yeah you know, I, yeah I you really don't necessary anymore. Honest. at some
0: point that's going to catch up with regulation and then it's it's just going to go sideways in the in it, the crossbow industry yeah but who was the one dave i, I forget well, i think i was talking to you about it there's somebody that isn't there a co2 cartridge
1: that was parker they had it a yeah. handle and you hit a button it would cock it automatically they're out, of, they're out of they're out of business now but that was a concept they had and raven actually has it with an electric drive right now for the 500 i guess i don't know sky do you ever have those or no
2: no i heard some stories and i decided not to order any whether okay. they were true or not i don't know but uh um yeah i did see them and uh I think, what do you do i think you plug in like a dewalt battery or something yep. in the back and press a, button. a battery
1: yep and then yep. you gotta hit a button and then it cocks whatever yeah. but i don't think most people need it I, I, you won't even need it with a 10 point i feel like that nitro 505 or uh the flat lines like you don't even need it like you cock so you take your time cocking it's like you have to rush or anything you could literally stop when you want and pause you know seven seven I, I pounds I'm, of pressure is all it takes yeah, it's awesome
0: yeah, i think a cocking system on any crossbow is almost.
1: i will say this guys like i will say this Out of the, the bow brands you know, a lot of them a lot of the cheaper ones, I've heard of a lot of breakage, like the 299 ones, 399. And I'm not talking Wicker Ridge, I'm talking other brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of them breaking, I've heard a lot of issues with a lot of the brands. I like Barnett's a great example of a company who put out a cool one this past year, but I don't even know if they even shipped them to anybody yet. Like I've heard of, you know, I haven't heard of any of them hitting anywhere yet. They look sweet. But they're, they're overseas made for sure, which I'm not saying is bad or good. I'm just saying, like, I don't think the quality is going to be there for something holding so much power and, and you know, risk in, in front of you. Uh, right. You know, I would definitely be I, I would not want my kid using that, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, that's my yeah. point. But um, I will
0: say this, though. I will say that some of the best crossbows that I've shot were on the lower end of that of the price scale. For mm-hmm. sure. So I For think sure. you can have really good quality with lower end like Rick, like Wicked that I think That is a fair statement.
1: Going. That's a fair statement. Cause I know where you're going with that, Tim. You're probably talking about the center point. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that's a Chinese made bow. I'm pretty sure. So, or at least overseas, I don't know if it's specifically China, but okay, fine. I'll give you that one. Cause I do agree. A lot of people like that bow when it came out and I didn't hear a ton of issues, but maybe, maybe there's issues I don't know of, you know, that's the only thing.
0: Yeah. But I, think but too, I do like the Excalibur,
1: even though it's not yeah. a compound system, the Excalibur to me is definitely accurate, powerful. It's a little bit louder, a little bit
0: trickier, a little on bit the wider.
1: Yep. Definitely wider, but I I've killed so many deer with Excaliburs. It's hard for me to say anything bad about them. I think they're a great brand. Um,
2: by I Bo-tech. will say that the less ex- the I've had less issue, or excuse me, less warranty or repair problems out of lower price point crossbows than high end crossbows, and that's actually the same thing with my vertical bows. Interesting. You know you you know oh, what you, my you know the what is probably the only bow to date that I've never had any warranty issue. Now, I'm not saying we have them all the time because we very rarely do. Hold on, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Do you carry the bow? Yep. I've it's never had be, one warranty claim. It's got to be. It's
1: got to be. Because it's definitely not prime, too expensive. But it's got to be a bear archery, like, species or something like that. Or G2. Close. Yep. G2.
2: <laughs> I have ah! so many of those little boogers because anybody can shoot them. I mean, that's... Yeah, right. A- Kevin when, shot when a deer tw- with one the last two years ago. When I got 12-year-old kids coming in here and their parents are like, I want to make sure it's going to last them a long time, I, I, I tell them, like, hey, you buy him this boat, you won't have to buy him another one until he has his own job and he can pay yeah. for it. That yeah, that Kevin
0: shot,
2: Kevin shot his book. first
1: buck with a G2, and uh, we moved him up to the G3. <laughs> yeah. You graduated,
2: son. Yeah, Not congratulations. Much but... <laughs> you got, you got... You got a different color limbs. There you go. No, but he... Yeah, yeah, no,
0: it's it's a fair point, though. I mean, here's the thing. Compound or crossbow, they all require some sort of maintenance over time, right?
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Down Wind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, in Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup. Better battery life. Faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal-X by Tacticam.
0: I think this is my mentality with it a little bit, is that if I'm going to buy a crossbow for $400, $450, and it lasts me three, four years, well, maybe I won't fix it. Maybe I'll just go buy a new one because it was so good. You know what I mean?
2: But yeah, I think there's
0: that aspect of it as well.
2: But the the things the thing with you know higher end vertical bows and crossbows is I I use the vehicle uh industry for an analogy a lot with bows. The more bells and whistles it has, the more likely something is to Great happen. Now, Not that
0: right, yeah.
2: I mean that that I mean did you yeah. want heated seats? It might go out one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: was shooting one of the highest end bows on the market for four or five years, and. uh the trigger system one right and it was a really it was a relatively Sassin. complicated because it was Samba one of those X-Caliber slide Sassin. trigger Sassin. systems yep and uh they you know it just goes to show instantly you. for free yeah which is
1: mm-hmm. crazy which was cool but that that i took it they have actually repair thing in michigan so it's crazy we took it right there and they just redid the whole thing for them it was nuts wow. i'm like dang thanks guys
2: no i was cost. gonna say um
1: mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about archery uh For me, and I, I, you know, doing the show since 2009 and playing with all the new bows every year, companies have been sending us the bows for years, right? And we have around us at all times, we have like all the older bows, we've been keeping a lot of bows and... Anyway, what I was getting to in my story here is I really started to really appreciate the simple in life, like when it comes to bows and stuff. Like, again, like I used to be like, oh, you got to get a Matthews or you got to get a Hoyt or you got to get this or that. And you got to spend 12, 1300 bucks. But realistically, ever since I've been working with Bear, I've really been, my mind's been opened a lot to simplification of of my bow rigs. And I sure, like, you know, when people ask me, what are you shooting this year, Dave? I'm like, I'm shooting a Prime, you know, RevX2. I'm shooting a VTM31. Yes. But I didn't buy those bows. You know what I mean? It's not like I went and bought those bows. That's my point. Like, if I was buying my bow, I'm very much interested in more of the simplification of a bow. Like, the Species EV is a very interesting bow to me because it's very low cost, very smooth shooting bow, the Legend XR. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even for sights, even like as simple as just a three-pin standard sight, this mm-hmm. one's plastic. But, like, my thing is I would do this in probably metal and be okay with that as a main sight, especially in Michigan. You got to remember... It depends where you're hunting and what you're doing. I completely understand when a Western hunter says to me, I'm shooting 60 yard minimums. I'm saying, yes, you need to buy a VTM 31, a VTM 34, right. a high end bow that holds tolerance distance. But when you say to me, like, Dave, do you need to spend $1,200 for a Michigan 20 yard shot on a deer? no (laughs) species ev all day g3 g2 uh a limit limitless whatever you know like any of those bows will make a
2: 20-yard shot you know at all time you know so so so. so dave i wanted to bring something up to you when uh, when you invited me on the podcast uh, a month or so ago i'll be honest i don't i don't hardly ever listen to podcasts i'm doing good to listen to two songs on my playlist on the way to work before my phone starts ringing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, man, I'm going on this his podcast. I better you know listen in, you know see what these guys are talking about. So I was scrolling through and I saw a name that I recognized. K, you had Casey from g g five on uh, about yeah. a year or so ago. well, i was I was like, oh crap, Casey. I've hunted with him a couple times in Texas. Uh, great guy. and uh, i was I was listening to the podcast. Do you remember uh, that was during the inline when, when the prime inline yeah. came out? And y'all were talking about the colors of the primes and this, that, and the other. And he said, Yeah, we came out with the uh um the prism color this year that's more for the target guys. And then he said something about, well, we say it's for the target guys, but we got this one guy this one guy in Georgia that has a prism riser with white <laughs> limbs and bowls with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: died laughing. Comes oh full circle, my gosh, baby. That's
0: awesome, man. And you know that's what? Awesome. I got a
2: Prime RevX Four with Prism riser, white limbs, and pink strings this year. Nice. And the you only have reason, it on
0: you, man, because I want to. I want see it in real life.
2: And I pictured reason, it in my mind. And, and let me tell you why I got that inline originally. Uh, I was on the. I was on the phone with Mitch Day from G Five, and I had my Prime rep here, and he was showing me the Prism. I said, "Man, I know it's a target thing, but golly, that looked great on Instagram in a tree stand." And I hear Mitch Day's like, Scotty, don't do it. That's gonna look terrible. I said, Mitch, put white limbs on it too. <laughs> That's, That's funny, awesome,
1: dude. I put man. white limbs on my G5 they sent me. Talked really? about it. Yeah, I got white limbs. I think it looks so sweet with the white limbs. And I said, it's like, that,
0: you talked a lot about that on that podcast, I think, too, because you really wanted those white limbs. Oh, I got
1: them. Yeah, when yeah. they when they said, hey, you, you, we're gonna send you a RevX too uh what do you want color you can pick it out i said white limbs bro what's the sim- yeah. simplify here I yeah. want, like, like it just looks so awesome like when they even you
2: don't see it often especially especially in in the in the hunting game i mean well, honestly, i want to get blood
1: on them too i want to get it like real i, I did that in
2: texas with a javelina actually casey took pictures <laughs> of it he, he was there taking pictures of it it's awesome i saw that him at awesome, uh
1: man. after that show i saw him at the ata is so it this past year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we talked a lot because he they had launched uh, at the show, they launched their own arrows or something. We talked about that. The marks here, um, I guess I'm over here. Yep, their arrows. Then they also launched a quiver which they sent me that I'm put, I put on my bow, the tight spot quiver that's a prime, whatever oh, uh, yeah. Thing. But I love to see that because I always tell people like, why why fix something that's already there? You know, like you don't need a quiver. Someone else makes a badass quiver, right? You don't need right. to make a quiver, just work with them and put a cool deal together, right? Because like the the tight spot's an awesome quiver, so there's no point in not doing that. You know what I mean? Like you sure you can build a cheap quiver, anybody can, but yeah, do you really want to do that or do you want to have
2: a quality product? You know what I mean? So yeah, and I applaud G5 for doing that. They're like, hey, let's just go with the yeah. best in the game. I agree. Put our logo on. Yeah. And they did the same thing with the Hamskis. I mean, they got a, 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 G, a prime, you know, Hamski, and there's nothing yeah. different really about it, other than it says prime on it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you price it right, you still got room in there to to compete with those ready to hunt packages cuz those those I have to imagine in a the dealer they're very popular the ready to hunt ones especially Oh, absolutely. But absolutely. Those aren't yeah. really
1: not, I mean, you're not getting
0: a high end. stuff. That's a different it. but yeah. it's a
1: different money area. You're talking right. like you know, the ready to hunt we're talking about here is like bear archery ready to hunt. It's like a $100 extra package, basically. Right. But it, it's not necessarily. I'd like, a
0: whisker
2: biscuit on a $2,000. Well, I would you too, but about? I'm not
1: saying that. I'm just suggesting that. <laughs> you're the, you know, you're know
2: talking about that. Oh, Quipper. The quiver's probably God, 150 got, When guys come into my shop and buy like a a, a Bowtech SS34 Prime, they're like, put a whisper biscuit on. Put a whisker on. Like, biscuit on. Like, no, exactly. exactly. I can't let it leave.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Dave told them, biscuit, yep. baby. He's uh, like, yep. I saw it. I know people can do it. No, oh, I, actually, yeah. it's funny. We're talking about this. I had, I had, I was shooting my VTM thirty thirty one, and I you know, first off, I got the prime. I'm shooting two different bows. I got set up right now, and the prime RevX two with the Ham ski rest that they sent me is like bad bones. It's shooting awesome, like straight, mm-hmm. no issues. You could tell nothing's happening in flight. I get up there with the Hoyt. I got the AAE rest on there, drop away limb driven, and I shoot it. it seems fine. But when I re the video in slow motion, there's definitely some sort of torquing arrow flight issue that's happening where it's kind of like you know, tuning issue. So I I told I told Jamie, whisker biscuits going on, baby, ripping that off.
0: <laughs> there you go. Oh. But
1: what no, seriously though, what, what do you recommend for a fix fixing something like that? If you see that the arrow is doing something weird, what would be my first step from your perspective of a shop to how to fix something like that with that rust?
2: So if somebody comes in the shop and says, "Hey, I'm getting some tail left, tail right that I can, you know, physically see." The first thing I'm doing is throwing the bow on my vise. I'm leveling the bow out to make sure it's straight up and down vertically. Then I'm gonna stick whatever arrow they're they're using, not one I have on my counter. That that specific arrow, I'm sticking it on the on the D loop and on the rest, and I'm making sure that it's you know center shots right, making sure it's not you know tilted up or down. And if everything looks good there, then I'm gonna take it. Uh, in the back and have the have the shooter paper tune it not me unless they have unless they're you know have really bad form and we're we're working on something but I'm going to have them shoot it through paper to see what the bow's doing um and if I get a hard tail left or right the first thing I'm going to do is check the arrow to make sure it's the right spine the right length mm. um I'm going to make sure that the fletchings you know aren't kind of ripped or anything this sounds
1: very detailed
2: yeah it is Sorry, I, I, I don't usually tune
1: it. bows, so that's why I'm asking. That's this is yeah. important information. Now, what yeah. does that cost? Like, what do you what does someone charge you
2: charge to do something like that? So, it, obviously, I can't speak for all shops. For me, for a basic bow setup and tune, as long as I'm not taking too much stuff apart, I'm I'm probably going to charge you forty five dollars, depending on the time frame. If if you want to sit there and ask me questions all day, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. But just so you know, I'm expensive to talk to after the first twenty minutes.
0: No doubt, no doubt.
2: <laughs> and if and if you notice on the new Bowboy Instagram, uh, uh, Dave, my in my bio, it's it's a professional question answerer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: What about something
1: like this? I'm I'm gonna have to get a paper tuning system, but I mean, something like that work or no? That's exactly what I have in the back. Okay, you just, you but, attach but, it to like a pole but
2: that goes Dave, in front of the. Go go to Home Depot or Lowe's, get some PVC pipe and get and make a make a base and just make it go up in a square. Oh, okay. So I could
1: probably use go. I actually have something like that already. I could probably just put paper over it.
2: Yeah. A lot of people, which kudos to them, they got bigger cojones than me. A lot of people will take paper and just uh clip it to their um their chronograph and shoot through it like that. Oh I, would, I mean, is it just something like that, like a roll? That's exactly like what I bucks? have. Okay. Yeah, actually.
1: Actually, yeah. Here. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I have what I need. I think I have
2: what I need. It's uh. Dude, and you don't have. You can use newspaper. You can use printing paper. You can. I mean, it's not. Paper don't care. It doesn't. The bow doesn't care what kind of paper you're shooting through.
0: And you're just looking for. So if I'm doing this, I'm looking for a symmetrical pass-through,
2: Really. Yeah. So you want to make sure you get what's called a bullet hole, which is the paper will will show that once you've done it right that the front of the arrow the tip of the arrow went straight in and the the arrow came right behind it now if right. it doesn't do that then obviously we need to either adjust the rest a little bit potentially the timing or if we get a really bad tear that there's two things that cause that if we get like a really bad left or right tear either somebody's gripping the wrong very improper uh, gripping the bow it... wrong yeah uh, very badly or we need to shim the bow
0: now, does it doesn't matter if I'm shooting a field point or uh, using my broadhead that I'm shooting with. I would, obviously I think you'd want me to use my broadhead, so I'm shooting the exact same setup. But
2: is that going to matter? No, be- as long as you're shooting the same grainage, it, it, you're, you're the the tuning of your bow is not going to be determined whether. Uh, now you're getting bougie. Will that work? I have that. That's what we have. Uh, yeah. You could just definitely tape make it. That Do I work. tape
1: it to the metal there? You think on top?
2: yeah just yeah just put it right down the middle and tape it at the top and bottom and you're good to go
1: that's what i use but, for uh the wood when we break the wood shoot through there yeah yeah so i just put wood over that but yeah that's cool i'll just use that just i just need the paper yeah because i'm easy. gonna have to tune it i'm gonna have to just see if it's a tune it's definitely a rest issue because i don't <laughs> like level everything so i guarantee you it's probably just a simple issue with the Dave's rest. about
2: to go down a rabbit
1: hole i'm about hole. To, you're gonna go live you and i are doing this on video you think i'm doing this by myself <laughs> We'll say, yeah, you know, we'll know say say? you know what he's going to say? You're going to be worried. Your... Like, Dude, I've got time
0: for this. <laughs> he's going to say, first and foremost, it's your whisker biscuit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i tell everybody the same thing. The whisker biscuit has killed more deer I than know. any of the rest will ever, more than likely. But it can cause inconsistencies in your right. shot, especially at further yardages. The more you shoot it, the more those bristles mess up. Mm-hmm. And you Overtime, are losing yeah. roughly three feet per second because the fletchings are dragging through those bristles. Yeah, yep. no
0: doubt. So Absolutely. You do a lot of repairs. What do, you, what do you see kind of most often? Like somebody that's been out trying to hunt, something breaks out in the field. Like what's the typical thing that you see break on bows the most out in the field? And I'm not talking like, you know, limb breaks or anything like that.
2: The number one issue I see in the field is when a hunter stands up or goes to take a shot, stands up in the stand and doesn't clear his shooting rail. And he lets it rip and the cam or the limb hits that rail and then they're coming to see me. There you go. Um, I'll have anywhere from 10 to 20 of those opening day.
0: I heard my buddy do that. He was about, he was hunting, I think, probably about 150 yards away from where I was one mm-hmm. time and that's, uh sounded like a gunshot going off because he hit that he hit that shooting rail
2: um that's, that's probably the biggest thing in the field that i can think of
0: yeah and that makes sense i mean you're you're I mean, you think about it situational you're excited you got to take a fast shot there's a lot to think about that people don't realize yep. you know
2: and then with crossbow guys it's trees when they're uh when they got their crossbow cocked and they 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 forget that that those limbs have to expand when they shoot and they'll have a deer come in behind them and they'll prop up on the tree like it's a rifle pull the trigger and next thing they know they've dented the side of a tree with their cams and they're coming to see me for some disappointing news
0: (laughs) yeah the biggest so i've had I, i i shoot crossbow typically and the the thing that has happened to me the most i have hit my limb on the inside of a blind um not realizing it. Just stupid. Learned that lesson pretty quick. But the thing that's happened to me several times is I don't seat the arrow all the way back. Or I did, but then the way that I'm setting my crossbow down or holding it, the arrow slips out a little bit. And I end up almost, It's not. it's not far enough forward to dry fire it. Um, cause a lot of the bows have the anti-dry fire now where it was too far forward. It wouldn't even fire, but it's seated maybe like a fraction of an inch away from the, uh, away from the, um uh, the, the string
2: yeah. and
0: the arrow gets shot. It goes out maybe, you know, 10 yards and then doesn't end over end and just dies on the ground. So right. that's happened to me a couple of times. So now I just, I've gotten in the habit every time. And as soon as I mount that thing and I'm ready to shoot. I'm I'm putting my hand on top and just making sure that's nice and slug, But a lot of crossbows have to fix that too because they they have changed their tongue that holds it on there, or they have that locking knock now. I think Raven's one of those that has that locking knock in the back where you know yeah. when it's
2: set. yeah. Raven is the only one that has that caption caption knock, and I praise them for it. I just wish they would share it with others. Honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's
0: a little tricky too because if you should, shot crossbow before um you're not expecting that that hard click right the first time we got yeah the first time we got a raven um we were sitting there going this thing won't fire got the arrow in thing won't fire i think dave ended up calling raven raven's like push the bolt back in more and we like we pushed it in you gotta get on that thing and then it clicked and and we were good to go and that's all it was so
2: you had to push it user
0: (laughs) error like you said
2: i did the exact same thing i i probably did what y'all did i just slid it back in there i'm like okay that looks good go to pull the trigger and fortunately it will not shoot unless it snapped in and i actually called my raven rep i was like dude uh what am i doing wrong and he's like push harder and sure enough and he and he had him on speaker you hear that loud click he goes that's it and hangs up
0: it's <laughs> yeah, so dumb so dumb, i swear it's it, it's funny though it's the stupidest things um the, the simplest things that, that really? cause problems sometimes for sure
2: absolutely so let's talk
1: about social media you've been obviously tearing it up on tiktok and now look you know moving into instagram a little bit what's your thoughts i mean how's it going tell everybody about what you got what you're up to there
2: well, I can't believe this many people, uh, care about what I have to say for one, it's <laughs> it's kind of a blessing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, TikTok really just started with me kind of being bored one day and I was like, Hey, let's try this. And, um, and, and actually the, where it originally started was actually probably about three or four years ago when TikTok first actually got really started back when they were advertising on Facebook, um, but you don't really see that anymore. I was like, I'm going to download this app. And I see all this stuff. And just like anybody else, and you get hooked on it, scrolling, and scrolling. And I'm hooked, line, and sinker. And I started making a few little videos just messing around like most people do. And uh, of course, the first one was of my dog. I mean, it got like 10,000 views. I'm like... <laughs> How is, is that, that real? real? <laughs> this, this is like my fifth video. I mean, I've had. I mean, I, I'm an OG. I, I had MySpace back in the day, and I've never got ten thousand anything <laughs> right. between that Facebook and all the other yeah. stuff. And uh, so, honestly, I, I quit messing with it. I'm like, this this has got to be fake. These are all gonna be bots. But a year or so later, I see people that I know on there doing it, doing very well. I'm like, well, son of a biscuit eater, let me try this. And um, no. then I started doing arrow builds uh, on on the on the TikTok, and it just took off, man. I had a, I've had you know a lot of other r- much bigger creators than me, um, you know, purchase arrows coming in the shop. Um, you know, do a little collaboration. Uh, my first big one, uh, shout out to Zach Rushing. I don't know if y'all know him. He's a he's a, a stand up comedian and a, a just a great guy. He's I haven't met a whole lot of you know well-known people, but he's definitely one of those you you get what you see. He he's, he's not putting on a show. Uh, Macy Watkins was in here uh, the other day building some some of her arrows, and I've got a couple other people that want to come up and do bow builds or arrow builds as well. And and uh, to answer your question about the Instagram, I, I wanted another platform aside from the feathers and antlers Instagram um, to where I can post some of what i do on tiktok but also some of what i can't do on tiktok if that makes sense like
0: i want to be able to show what a
2: mega meat does at 20 yards broadside on slick head can't do that on tiktok yeah
0: (laughs) well you can but only three times and then you're then you're done
2: yeah (laughs) i've already gotten gotten in trouble enough on that platform on accident (laughs) and and it was it would be a genuine mistake it don't matter yeah yeah, they it's don't ours.
1: care. <laughs> don't the care. thing that's weird about it is, you know, when we started on TikTok, I, yeah, first, whatever, my kids were using it. They, I the I learned it through my kids and they're like, oh, you should do an archery thing, dad. You know, We'll help you. And I'm like, okay, so I'll start this up. And usually we put our brand on everything anyway. We're like, all right, whatever. We'll just create it. And I knew, I knew the industry would give me crap, right? I'm like, oh man, I don't know. It's a Chinese app. People are going to get weird about it. But then to be honest with you, what ended up happening was the weirdest thing. We went like, we just went like viral, like so fast. Like I gave this bow away and crazy. we went to 40,000 people in one night. Like we were, we just got to Florida, Jamie and I, and I put I did the, and, and my kids like, dad, your thing's going crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm looking, I can see the numbers going up while I'm standing there. It's going like one, it's going like 61, 62, 63. I remember like, texting you
0: during that time. Like dude, I've never seen thousand. that before. Dude, what did you post? <laughs> and also
1: it was a free Hoyt bow at the time. It
0: was, it, it was a foot pick.
1: I was on four you pages for everybody. I don't know what happened, right? And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know one hundred and seventy thousand later, like we make more money on TikTok than any other platform. Like mm-hmm. it is the most interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of the people follow you are following us too now because of you, right. thank you. But those people are like they're into it. Like they're into the community. They spend money in the community. They're not scared to support you or help you. And that's what I love about it. Like we did this archery kits we've been talking about, you know, I've been talking to you about these archery kits and they already bought like five, 10 of them instantly. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are amazing. And they're like, Ryan's like, I was showing him, I'm doing this pro one I'm working on. And he's like, I'll buy it. I'm like, thanks. of course, of course you oh, will. Thanks man. Like I don't even have it done yet, but this one will have that bow press in there and a whole bunch of releases,
2: things like that. Kind of exciting try a little yeah, bit higher the, end the, one. the algorithm on on tick is unlike any other platform and i, I tell you what it, it allows me to reach a whole lot of people that i would never reach on facebook never reach on instagram and they're genuine people that have quite I, I can't tell you how many yeah. emails i get from hey man i'm 100 miles from the closest pro shop how do i just simple stuff how do i fix peep twist how do yeah. i you know do this how do i do that and, you know, it's just I mean, I, I get to the shop the past two weeks. I've been getting to the shop because it's our busy season, about seven, eight o'clock every morning. And I'll start off with anywhere from 50 to 100 emails from people I've never met um, wow. and just go and just go through there. And the first two hours of my my morning is two cups of coffee, answering emails, taking arrow orders. But Um, isn't
1: that amazing when you think about it? Because you're not even you're in Georgia. You're not even these people aren't even around you, and they're buying from you. That's my point. Like that that opens up so many doors, like to make money, to make a living. Like it's no nothing is like this. Like Facebook controls us. They won't let you do this. They won't let you do that, and they won't. Well, Facebook's all pay pay for
0: play anyway. You can't get any exposure on play on on Facebook unless you want to spend a thousand dollars on an advertising campaign.
2: It's crazy. So since I really started taking the TikTok thing a little, or I shouldn't say seriously, I was still kind of figuring out. I I want to say back in February, we have we have at least one to two arrow builds in forty nine states. The only the only state that I'm I don't think I've sent arrows to so far is Alaska. Wow, I've sent them to Hawaii. I've probably I'd say forty five percent of my arrow builds go to Pennsylvania. Wow, Pennsylvania's pretty hot for hunting. Which did, which did make sense to me because Lancaster's right there. But I don't, I don't know. They don't uh, them Yeah, Pennsylvania
0: yeah. has the most licenses issued out of any state for hunting. Though.
2: It's like a Three, half a million or or, or yeah, something like that. Three hundred. We figured. What were we it out? looking we had at? Wasn't
0: that? It was in that, was in that magazine, Dave. So I have. I my,
2: I, it's at my house.
0: Three hundred and sixty-seven thousand, so, I think, and they're the number one in the country. I don't know if that's the right edition. Michigan Michigan yeah, no, Pennsylvania's huge
2: huge. Huge.
0: So that's um, awesome, though, man.
2: Yeah, very fortunate. And
1: what is uh, I, I don't want to forget to ask this. We don't have to answer right now if we're gonna still talk social. It's fine. But I, I had to ask this to you because that's very important to me. What is Georgia like in Georgia? For you know, like foods and stuff. You you know, I just think a peach cobbler. I could be off that that's not a big thing there, but peaches in Georgia are huge. We actually buy peaches from Georgia. They actually somebody from Georgia drives a truck to michigan and sells peaches fresh mm-hmm. and they're unbelievable uh yep. but i was gonna ask you like what are some of the best dishes they're like george known known for from georgia
2: uh steak and gravy over a bed in- country fried steak and gravy over a bed of white rice can't go wrong with that mm. um the peach cobbler is definitely something georgia's known for hence the peach state um we got uh, I would say we got some good steakhouses but everybody, every state has that. that that's nothing special.
1: Sweetwater Brewery.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've definitely got the breweries too. Um uh we accidentally have the best football team in the nation too. I don't know how that yeah, happened. Holy but... <laughs> cow,
1: dude. Yeah,
2: no doubt, man. And Crazy. I've been a Georgia I've been a Georgia Bulldog fan since day one, so I can say that, you know, I'm allowed to say that. I I, I wasn't I wasn't like you know, putting them off through the off years or through the bad years. Very strange thing about that. And I find it odd and I don't
1: know why. And I don't, I don't ask the question too detailed, but every time I'm talking to Tyler Jordan, he hates Georgia football. It's so weird. I'm like, you're from Georgia. He goes, nah, we don't, I don't vote for Georgia. I vote for, what was the other school? He went to uh, Ole Miss Georgia. or whatever. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Where's that at? In Mississippi? Mississippi. Yeah so that's weird
2: i'm like i'm like i'm like but you don't care that georgia he's like I there's hope a we southern can beat rivalry <laughs>
0: down there it,
2: <laughs> oh yeah uh, when it comes if 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 you're talking football if you bring up alabama georgia or florida oh man you could go ahead and move it to the front yard because it's about to throw it down there's i mean my yeah. dad that's I mean, like he, michigan
0: ohio state up here
2: yeah yeah, yeah exactly and I, I got a boy that works for, for me. He he pulls for Michigan hard. And when they lost to what was it CTU or something like that? Yeah, TCU or TCU or something TCU like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he came to work the next day. I said, "What's wrong with you? Is that I've been crying?"
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah. Not not that I'm, I'm a big be,
0: Georgia fan.
2: We but wouldn't beat
1: Georgia. Plan. We would not no. have beat Georgia. But it, no, it might well have been no. a little bit better of a game if mm-hmm. if Michigan was on their game. Is all I'm saying.
2: Like yeah, even we, that game was a joke. You know, yeah, what the we, hell? when we saw that playoff game coming, we were like – Is there oh, any
1: boy. way Michigan can win the national championship without playing
0: Georgia?
2: <laughs> Not for
0: the next four or five years.
2: <laughs> I wasn't going to say that because my, my buddy who's who uh, pulls from Michigan, he's like, we ain't going to win this year, that's for sure. He goes, we'll try yeah. really hard. <laughs>
1: I just want to beat Ohio state. It's all we care about here. This is Ohio state. That's all we care about. As long as we end better than
0: Ohio state, that is really what we care
1: about. Man, that was a, uh, that was a Cinderella year for Michigan, Michigan this past year though. I mean, come on, they beat everybody except for that last couple games whatever. but they would not have beat Georgia. Everybody knows that. It's not like it would have changed anything in the outcome. That's why I wasn't too upset by it, but just would have been nice for them to beat the first team, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. (laughs) That wasn't
1: even a big school really. I was like,
2: uh, Yeah. I know. I, I wasn't sure who they were because when somebody said, Man, did you hear who beat Michigan? And they, they, they said TCU. I was That's like, Who's that? Right? <laughs> everybody, no, everybody.
0: It was like, I read at one point, it was the number one Googled thing because everybody was trying to figure out who they were.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like when Appalachian State beat us.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what
1: happened here?
0: Golly,
1: but that guy, man, man, Georgia, that guy for Georgia, that guy's nuts, dude. That's Stenson, Stenson guy, whatever his name is. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, is he yeah. gone now? No, he's a senior this year. Wow, sounds yeah, like got, a
2: cologne. He that's needs not good him.
1: for everybody else. It's great for you though.
2: We got him. Uh, we got uh my favorite tight end of all time. Um, to say that guy's name. Um, what was it uh, Brock? Something like that. Yeah, Just, whatever. They're awesome. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Can't remember. Him, but I can always see when he runs because everybody gets out of his way. Well, um, this is why it doesn't make sense
1: though. Okay, Michigan beats Ohio State. Ohio State gives Georgia a run like no one's given. They almost beat Georgia, like, very close. It was, like, within two points or something stupid at the end, a field goal, and then they missed it or something. It was that close to where Ohio State would have won the championship, and they would have lost to Michigan, which is crazy.
2: Hey, my... Georgia likes to keep it interesting, man. We like we like oh. to put on a show. Well, not that TCU. They made them look like scrubs. I'll tell you
0: so what, I'd, I'd a... put my money on Georgia if they were playing the Lions.
1: Yeah, is the biggest game then Georgia versus Alabama? Is that like the the big one or LSU
2: or which is the biggest one? Any SEC team really, but I would I would definitely say Georgia versus Alabama. And I, I mean, I put it to you this way: on game day, we're open on Saturdays. On game days, my dad is—he—he he, he went to school at UGA for a little while. He is at the computer watching that game. Don't talk to him. Don't. Imagine you guys him. have a big
1: screen in there, just playing it.
2: <laughs> uh, because then all the dads would come in and hang out. We wouldn't have room. I like Yeah. Yeah. Buy, buy a Draw for, them in. Yeah. <laughs> Start setting bows up at halftime. Yeah.
0: Until until UGA loses, and then you're like, oh shit, where are they going with the bow? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell you, all right, man. Well, team, well hey it's been real thanks for doing this and uh what just uh, plug your uh socials real quick so everybody knows where to find you because it is very entertaining stuff and i do i do think if you guys haven't checked out uh scotty online you're missing out it's, it's really really good info
2: yeah man appreciate y'all having me it's been a lot of fun it's gone by really quick which means it was a good good talk but uh if you want to find me on tiktok it's a uh, botox 77 and if you want to find me on uh, instagram it's a uh, bowboy 77 awesome man appreciate
1: Be it real. looking forward to you uh your thoughts on the uh, archery repair kit hopefully
2: it's positive hopefully it's positive <laughs> i got it in the box i haven't even opened it because i'm gonna do an unboxing <laughs> oh good good yeah
1: I, we, got, I got a text from you and i got a text from uh, mike's archery brian got it too he's like, i got your box i'm like well i said i said hopefully hopefully it's a it's a good thing otherwise i don't want to hear from you <laughs>
0: we want honesty don't let them fool you if you got something bad to say dave doesn't want to hear give me a call man Hey, I I gave
1: I
2: I I gave him my two cents. This is why I sent him.
1: This is why I sent him. It says <laughs> got your box. you got. I go. I go. I go. Let's go. Unless you hate it, and I got picture that lady with the knife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love so it, man. Funny. Scotty, thank bye, you man. so much, man. Hey, thank you, Tim. Dave, you be good. We'll be in we'll contact see you online, brother.
1: buddy. All right, have a good one, guys. You. See ya. Bye, bye.